Hello and welcome to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. Uh, I'm Chris Rice and I'm here with my good friend once again, Gareth Gareth Jones. Hi Gareth, how are you doing? I'm very well mate, you alright? I'm fine, thank you. And belated Happy New Year to you. Um, Belated Happy New Year to you too. Thank you, thank you. Um, So what we're doing today, this is a kickoff for season two. We've had a a month's break, Uh, we've had our Christmas back into the new year we've got our, we're getting january out of the way and we're doing a very quick uh podcast uh today just to look back a little bit on 2021 and gareth and i are going to rate our five favorite films and our five favorite albums of 2021 and that's just for us to get back into the groove of of uh, music and film saves the world podcast so um yeah um 2021 so obviously things started to reopen up again including well cinemas did so it mm-hmm. the the film the i mean obviously there was films being released on streaming etc but the actual big films it was a very backloaded year wasn't it guys so it was literally yeah, from like <laughs> it was literally yeah. from sort of the summer onwards things started to to go and, it, and everyone was a little bit cautious with their films yeah. uh released um but i think it, towards the end of the year it's i think the people there is a certain sort of people are being quite cautious over going to the cinema but then there's been a certain couple of films that have really drawn the crowds back in it's it's, (laughs) it's very strange it's it's gone yeah um and obviously release windows have um sort of shortened again i mean we're not having you know um on blu-ray as i speak on the 31st of january both ghostbusters and june are out on out on physical media i think they're already out to download and if you Mm -hmm. want them to as well and that's what three months four months almost since they came out so yeah the window is even shorter isn't it um Mm -hmm. so and obviously with with doing a list like this Gaz and I have jobs. We're only going to be able to go to the cinema and listen to so mm. much stuff. To be honest, I think we probably both did pretty well in being able to do all that. So we're only yeah. going to be able to, we're not going to be able, we don't listen to every single album or we're able to watch every single film. So obviously we, our list is going to be subjective to what we like. Um, exactly. But, but uh, I think we're probably best to kick off with, as we're talking about cinema, what were your five favourite films 2021 guess uh well well i mean i i I was trying to work out what i actually went to see in the cinema yes and uh yeah uh, of course it doesn't have to be of course it doesn't have to be cinema does that mean because obviously you're streaming and you might have seen the film out that year yeah i mean i mean there's a there's a heck of a lot of films which i that came out last year that i want to see that i haven't yet seen yeah fair uh, enough. and i will be kind of yeah yeah making that right very soon hopefully yeah. fingers crossed um yeah but i mean my favorite film of last year you know i i was sort of just gonna do like a sort of like a little list run through them but like my yeah, favorite yeah. film uh of last year was no time to die wow. um and i thought you know we've obviously gone on about this you know yeah. very in depth in a previous yeah, podcast yeah. but yeah you know, in, in short i think it was a perfect perfect way to end the craig bond era yeah uh, i have no issue with the ending no. um, there are things which i think could have been done better in the film but as a kind of final 
Bond film for possibly the greatest actor that's played Bonds, really. Yeah. It was a heck of a way to go out. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I've ever been so kind of emotionally invested in a film when it came to that end sequence and stuff yeah. like that. I thought it was, yeah, it was, it, it was wonderful. You know, yeah. there are faults in it, but I think it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, the other ones that I saw, um, obviously Ghostbusters Afterlife, um, it was fantastic, mm-hmm. great, everything I wanted. Yeah, yeah. But again, not perfect. There were things I would change. I think personally, the the story and the kids in that film were so brilliant. Yeah. It almost didn't need everyone to come back, with uh, the exception. I get, I get, a, yeah. I, you know. I love what they did with the Harold Ramis thing. Yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. I, I would have said, bring him back at the end because it yeah. was all about that, that, that feeling of family and stuff like that. Right. If they spoilers, just, by him... the way, might, if we have yeah. spoilers, if you haven't seen these films, we might. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't seen this film yet, well, uh, you know, we haven't supported that much. No, no. Uh, exactly. You know, but, uh, but I think, you know, it, it was so strong that it didn't really need um, it, them to come back. I don't think. Now, I actually, really? I think you've got a brilliant point there because it almost feels like um, the old cast coming back is a slightly tacked on and a little bit yeah. random. Um, it certainly felt it certainly felt it when it, all of a yeah. sudden they just appeared on screen. Yeah. It was like oh, because uh, we obviously we all knew that they were in it. Okay, everyone yeah. knew they were in it, right? But you you kind of well, I certainly was the first. I went twice to the cinema. The first time, I was just—it was almost waiting for that point. I was like, "When yeah, are they going to come yeah, in? When are they going to?" And then when they did finally come in, it was a bit like, "Oh, oh okay, well, yeah, all right." You know. Because they're obviously so much older now, it, yeah. it sort of doesn't. Yeah. And it's been such a big gap between Ghostbusters two that yeah. it. it I, I understand what you're saying. I, I really enjoyed Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. That would be yeah. that is my probably. I've put it as I mean I've sort of ranked it, but it's not much. Mm. I've I've put it at number no. four of my five okay. favorites. Um, yeah. I think it's an expert piece in nostalgia. About yeah. Introducing new people and the actual kid actors are a, a brilliant in it. And, yeah. And having, yeah. Having, she's <laughs> she's superb. Yeah, you know yeah, uh, I can't remember yeah. what her name is. She's a fantastic actress. Yeah. She um, is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and then I, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. I think yeah. I actually think it's the best Spider-Man film there's there's ever been. Yeah, and it yeah, good. it was you know great the whole kind of multiverse and stuff. That was great. Um, Quiet Place Two, fantastic. Yes. I thought they did a brilliant one. job yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah, great. Uh, uh, Shang Chi, yes, it's been my favourite Marvel film in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it had that kind of Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Is you didn't really know that much about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and especially that first hour. I think actually that first oh, hour yeah. of Shang-Chi especially is really, yeah, right. really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Black Widow, thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. You know, didn't really need to be made, but it was it was really good fun. Good yeah. fun popcorn yeah. film. Um, my, my kind of, um, probably the film which I, I really wish more people had seen Um brilliant kind of action comedy it was called nobody had it's got right. bob Odenkirkin yeah. from better call soul yeah. and it kind of came out in that period where cinemas were just about to kind of reopen again yeah yeah and um but yeah it's so much fun it, it's great and obviously oasis the nebworth film ah which i actually wonderful i got, I got that blu-ray for christmas because i hadn't seen it's great. it and it's great. it is it's a brilliant yeah, it's documentary film yeah. um for me um 
Spider-Man, No Time to Die and Ghostbusters, all in I thought yeah. all of them expert. Yeah. I mean, we have yeah. this sort of nostalgic quality about films these days, and those mm. all three of them mm. do that. I watched even Spider Man and... has some great nostalgic yeah, call packs. I was like, I mean, and it was done really well. It was done I mean, really, no really well. No Time to Die and Spider Man mm. have absolutely eaten mm. up the box office over here. Yeah, no Time to time. Die is the is it the third biggest film of all time? Um, yeah, and and yeah. Spider Man is. You know, we're still in the cinema. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's. I think it's had the most consecutive weeks at number one um, yeah. for years, um, mm. like six weeks at number one. Um, mm. But yeah, all three of them are absolutely good. I saw No Time to Die again over the weekends because I had I got the nice. the Blu-ray for Christmas and I yeah, watched it actually yeah. at the weekend. Just uh, nice. Um, nice. I think it gets better. You know how yeah. sometimes if you think of yeah. the film and you think, I think it gets better. Mm. I, I, yeah. I actually think out of, I've seen it yeah. three times now, and I think mm. um, twice in the cinema, and this was the first mm. time, and I, I think yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. And you do not right. realise it's two and a half, three, two and a three, no. four hour film. Nope, flies goes by, by. flies yeah. by. Um, yeah. I mean, you could argue that um, it, somebody made a good point. I, I listened to something and they were talking about it the other day somebody made a good point that that scene in cuba with added to our mass you could sort of almost cut that bit out a little bit but that scene so sequence is so brilliant that you wouldn't want to and that's a real really good point it's such a good yeah. film yeah. and um yeah. i think probably craig's best performance as bond as well in it yes yeah, um and yeah. i think it looks fantastic the action's great um yeah um, really good sequence of Bond films, I think, and mm. I think all five of them. I mean, Quantum of Solace. I I've actually yeah. watched all the Craig's recently. Yeah, I yeah. don't mind it as much as I used I to. Don't think I don't at all. No, no, um, I, and I can stand at the time. Is yeah, I think it's great. And I don't really understand what why people have got such a problem with Spectre. Um, no, I but, think Spectre was great. But Skyfall, Casino Royale, and yeah. um, No Time to Die are three incredibly yeah, strong three. films. Uh, yeah, they yeah, are. So. Yeah. Um, the other one um, I've actually put as a, a good mention because it sort of was released last year was Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, <laughs> yeah. which surprised me because I'm not a massive Justice um, Zack Snyder director fan. I know some people mm. really are fanboys about him. I've never been. I think it's OK, but I've never mm. been. I think he did a great job. Steel he, film. He did great. Watchmen, a great know, job yeah. Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah, that's for me. 300, yeah. obviously. 300, obviously. But I'm not a massive fan of his style. So when I when it was all brought out that he was going to re-release Justice yeah. League and make this yeah. four-hour epic, I was very sceptical. But my God, was I surprised. I mean, it's a hundred huh. times better yeah. than what was a, that what was released in the cinema back in, was it 2017? Um, yeah. And... Um, I think I thought it's excellent. I've seen it a couple of times, and I think it's it's brilliant. It's really really good. And mm. why on earth Warner Brothers didn't want to release that <laughs> originally mm. makes you wonder because it's so much better. Yeah. Um, but for me, probably the film of the year, and it only pips Spider Man and No Time to Die, is June. It's an absolute masterpiece. Mm. Uh, that's that's on my list to watch. That's on my list of films that I yeah. wanted to see in the cinema. I didn't get around to. Because I love the original, so yeah. I've been looking forward to this for years. So Denny Villeneuve is an absolute one of the you know, mm-hmm. along with Nolan, um, yeah. etc., one of the current masters of, of cinema. Is, um and yeah, every film he's released is good. I mean Bla- he's, he's Blade Runner twenty forty nine is brilliant, Arrivals brilliant, Sakana. Oh, Arrivals incredible. So this is amazing and it's so good that they've 
they've just it's made enough money to do part two because the way we yeah. are at the moment in cinema yeah. there was no guarantees that was going to happen because no, no. The, partly because of the pandemic and partly exactly. because in america they put it on hbo max as well so yep the green lighting part two yeah, is brilliant because it would have been so yeah. disappointed if they hadn't done. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's an absolute master of that type of real hard sci-fi. And sometimes I don't like that, but the way mm. he does it with June and what he did with Blade Runner, amazing. So I think that just pips Spider-Man and no time to die for me, but yeah. not by much, yeah. not by much. So um, albums, uh, guess mm. now, obviously with a shorter running time you can listen to more albums and, and probably <laughs> that's where you're the master of um yeah it'd be interesting if, if we've got any similarities I, I'm, I'm almost hoping not <laughs> yeah i could pretty much guarantee uh i'm just looking at my list now uh well you know to be fair mate if you've listened to any of these you know <laughs> beers are on me next time okay i promise you that <laughs> all right <laughs> these i actually have ranked um uh, because uh, un- unlike only going to the cinema or seeing like seven new films last year or something that was yeah, rubbish yeah, as that yeah, was yeah, good brilliant. i don't know how many new albums i've listened i listened to last year it must have been easily 50 60 yeah. new albums last yeah. year um so yeah um so i have actually ranked these uh at number 10 I, i've got uh, the latest album on neil young and crazy horse okay. yeah. it's called barn yeah it come out oh, pretty late november december i think mm-hmm. last year fantastic best thing he's done in uh well at least 10 years if not 20 years um the last great neil young album for me was la noise and that was about 2009 2010 uh number nine i've got stephen wilson uh the singer from um porcupine tree um like the new pink floyd as far as i'm concerned yeah, Stephen Wilson's I, 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 he's a big, big prog, prog genius prog yeah but his solo career you'd love this album it's called the future bites and it's pure 80s electro pop it's like pet shop boys meets depeche mode you will love this album yeah. and elton john's on it as well so what's cool. not to love yeah of course um uh number eight i've got uh death from above uh 1979 uh wonderful two-piece band it's just the bassist and the drummer they mm-hmm. um they released their debut god i don't know about 16 17 years ago they split up yeah. um and it was they were kind of like one of those cult bands and like they went from like being kind of nothing really when they split to like when they reformed they headlined coachella oh, in you know in america yeah, which is like yeah, the biggest yeah. festival in america you know yeah, it's, yeah. i think there was a documentary made about their reunion stuff, but this is their latest album fantastic kind of groovy slinky sexy Mm-hmm. um weird rock music um number seven i've got the anchorus which is um the album's called the art of losing uh, a lot of it was i think co-written and co-produced by paul draper out of manson again right. you would love this yeah. it's very yeah. kind of it's very kind of kate bush like cool. i think you'd cool. love yeah, it yeah. absolutely yeah it's wonderful uh number six i've got uh quicksands uh distant populations quicksands one of these like legendary kind of early to mid 90s american alternative bands mm-hmm. Who, who again were kind of massively influential with like bands like uh, I don't know Deftones, yeah. so even like British bands like Hundred Reasons, any kind of like alternative kind of um, like post-hardcore bands stuff. Yeah, just incredibly influential bands. Um, this is their second album after they did their reunion. Got a wonderful straight down the line kind of riff rock, very nineties 
proper bit of me. Cool. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, um, uh, number five, I've got uh, the latest album, The Wild Hearts. Yeah. One of the bands I hold closest to dearest <laughs> to my heart. Um, it's, uh, the album's called 21st Century Love Songs. I think it was their first top 10 album since 1995. Yes, I saw that really it cool. got into top 10 that yeah, way. Yeah, um, uh, which I thought was really, really smart because I know that like Wild Arts fans are obviously sort of older people and you yeah. know they would want physical products that actually got yep. in the top 10 on physical sales, which is just, yeah. which is wonderful. You yeah, know, amazing. For an old yeah. get like me, which is yeah. great. Um, and yeah, it's everything you want from a Wild Hearts album. Uh, number four, I've got uh, the latest album by Guided by Voices. I don't know if you ever heard of a band called yes. Guided by Voices. Yeah, no, I have heard. Them, they, but I haven't heard this stuff, but I don't know I've heard. Of uh, I mean, you know, they're kind of like '90s kind of slacker indie rock, a bit like Pavement, yeah. Lemonheads, that kind of stuff. But like, you know, they're, they're all like most of the band members are like in the '50s now, but they still release at least three albums a year. It's unbelievable. It's, oh, it's crazy. Like, did, did, yeah, they released three last year. They were all brilliant. This is their best one. It's called Earthman Blues. It's kind of like a lo-fi version of The Who. It's almost like a rock opera. It's fantastic. And they've got a new album coming out next month. You barely have time to kind of digest the latest one. It's crazy. Um, number three, um, I've got... It's a live album. Um, yeah. you know, but this is my list, so my rules. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it's uh, uh, Steely, uh, live band by Steely Dan. I love Steely Dan. Um, it's called Northwest Corridor. It's just kind of perfect music played by perfect session musicians. It sounds crystal clear. Then just, yeah, you can't mess with their back catalog. Uh, sure. I adore that sure. bands. Um, number two, I've got, um, it wouldn't be a Gaz Top 10 if there wasn't a jazz album in there. So my number t- my number two album of the year is by Floating Points and Pharaoh Sanders. This was up for a Mercury Prize this year or last year. Right. It should have won. Yeah. Uh, it's called Promises. It's kind of hypnotic, kind of smoky, kind of Afro beat, free jazz. It's wonderful. Uh, but my number one album by An Absolute Country Mile is by uh, LeBrock. Um Peterborough synthwave bands and it's their debut album called Fuse and it basically cool. sounds like um, the Top Gun soundtrack crossed with the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. It's wonderful. <laughs> you well, know, I can't understand love, why you'd like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you'd love it as well, mate. It's fantastic. Harold Fultemeyer meets uh, Berlin. Is that what you're saying? Basically, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whilst watching Transformers the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Now, I mean. You, you can, you're quite right. I haven't got any of those in there. Um, I've there's, actually done. There's one you then, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, I've, I've, only, I've done a top five, but I'll I'll give you a okay. couple of actually honourable mentions. Now, one yeah, mention yeah. I wanted to mention was Abba's comeback, which absolutely. It's great, isn't it? Actual, it's brilliant. The, the actual comeback itself blows my mind. The album's okay, but I don't think you could ever expect it to be peak ABBA from the 1970s it's better than I thought it was going to be well exactly and no. even just for ABBA to come back after unbelievable 40 years I mean yeah it's 40 years now yeah, yeah. crazy I mean we weren't I was I was just four you weren't <laughs> even four yeah <laughs> my brother was six yeah. months old when the last album come out I mean this is yeah, it's, been, it's crazy it? crazy and, and it's been an absolute blockbuster of an album to once yeah. again physical sales yep. really hitting yep. it um yep. 
A bit more from you is a band called from Glasgow called The Snuts and their album WL. And it's a real good mixture of a bit of Arctic Monkeys type of style. But they, they do do a few good anthemic songs as well. Um, nice. And as the album goes on, it gets a little bit more acoustic uh, towards the end. So I've, I went to nice. number one, actually, in the album charts. Oh, really? Uh, wow. Yeah, it did. Yeah, The Snuts. Nice. Um, an album that's also out at the moment. Um is Sam Fender. I, I do mm. like Sam Fender. I, I think I prefer his first album, but I listened yeah. uh, for, the, uh, for 17 going under for a second time. And it's got that sort of British indie sound along, but it's got a very Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Definitely it's Springsteen a, vibes to it. It's almost yeah. like a, the Geordie, the Geordie Bruce Springsteen. Basically. <laughs> yeah. So he's talking about, he's talking about, yeah around newcastle area yeah. uh, as if yeah. as if springsteen's chat talks about the the sort of like the wide open plains of america it, it, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really mm. odd so um i enjoy that but i think so my top five i've got a number five uh royal bloods album typhoons mm. uh, i've never really I'll... been into royal bloods too much mm. but i like this album because it has slight a slight edge of electric yeah there is edged. yeah probably a little bit slicker than they've done before but i mean yeah. you've got to change the sound every now and then because i know their first two albums are probably quite similar so um mm. i really i really enjoy this 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 latest album typhoons mm. um another new band from wigan the lathams how beautiful okay. life be another number one album of this year wow so people not saying that if people saying that british bands don't get number one albums they certainly are now yeah um there's another one coming up yeah yeah yeah, all you know there's this you're still you can still get british bands they're still selling okay Mm -hmm. um how beautiful life can be now it's produced by james skelly who was who's in the coral coral yeah Yeah. james skelly is in the coral isn't it yeah he is because i always get the mix of who's in the coral who was in the lars for some reason um <laughs> but <laughs> and that's and, and they sound a lot like the coral probably once again with a bit of arctic monkeys influence you can see that the these young bands that mid is influence is starting yeah, to come into bands now. massive um, massively but it's a great album really once again it's got sort of some quick little rockers some anthemic tunes on it as well how beautiful life can be by the latham's really good at number three mm. i've got and for me personally i think this is their best album since they their debut and that's the killers with pressure machine and uh, once, okay. once again it's got such the first track um brandon flowers almost sounds like bruce springsteen the way he sings mm. on it and it's yeah. a concept album about uh sort of a a back-end town in in the way in the deserts of america basically so it's all okay. got it's all all the songs are linked together you've got some interview footage of people that live in the town etc and mm. it's all about things that go on around in this in this in this sort of western town um and for me it's a much more introspective album but for me it is their best album since their debut oh wow okay. so number two slight cheap as you say our rules and i've got red taylor's version by taylor swift at two <laughs> nice um, this album is a brilliant album and i think her re-recording it and i know she's stuck very close to the re-recordings but it's just got a bit of extra oomph mm. the re-recorded version and also a second cd of 
more or less all unreleased material that she rec- that she wrote mm. during the time of that album. Um, and this is one of two she released. She also did Fearless as well last year, mm. both the same mm. format. Um, you sort of, when you originally thought of she was doing this, you sort of thought, oh, this is a bit, is it, is it really, I know why she's doing it, but does it need it? But when you hear how her voice is much better now than it even was 10 years ago, yeah, but also yeah. that, just have, uh, having a, another 12 tracks of almost like another album uh, as a second CD, and it's it's recorded so well with so much power, uh, much more probably much more power than it had in the original release. Um, and it's such a good album, it's got so many good songs on it. I know one of uh, one of the guys on your you interviewed on your podcast is a big uh, Taylor Swift fan. Biggest, State of Grace, biggest, obviously, he's on yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, he's the biggest Taylor Swift fan I think I'm ever going to meet. And he hasn't, you know, and he and he and, and he'll die on that hill. And I I respect him so much for that. It's great. Well, I mean, I am hoping at some point this year, uh, I've got I've got a friend who's a big Taylor Swift fan, so I'm hoping mm. one of the podcasts will be a Taylor Swift album ranking. Um, we're trying to work mm. out between us: do we count the versions, the new re-recorded versions, the separate albums or not? We have it's, you have to you have to because it's got like it's got virtually a holes and yeah. new albums worth of stuff on top yeah. so you have to you yeah have to. i don't i don't think you, <laughs> good luck with that mate i know it, it makes it really quite complicated and also yeah. um because you probably would have done if it, all it was was that one album because it's the same stuff but yeah as you say so that's i'm hoping to have that soon but number one and i think it might have been nominated for the mercury music prize um and it was also another number one album british band and that's it's their third album, and that's Wolf Alice Blue Weekend. Oh yes, yeah, that's a wonderful album. Yeah, it's really yeah. Good. I thought you, would, I thought that'd be up your, up your yeah, street. Yeah, Wolf Alice is great. Think, I, I do think they're a great band, but I think this third album, I think this took taken them on to another level. Um, probably a little bit more melodic. Um, songs a bit more. You can tell the difference between some of the songs a bit more. Um. I think this is a, a fantastic album, but it's one yeah, of those albums. First, the first time I heard it, I liked it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's great. So yeah, that's Wolf Alice Blue Weekend is my number one. So nice, good choice. Mate. Go. Really good choice. There we go. So I mean, what to expect in 2022? Well, the thing is with albums, you never quite know when people are going to start dropping release hmm. dates. And stuff. Very true. But uh, Very true. obviously, films this year. Fingers crossed. Things are already starting to move. Mission Impossible has moved from this year to next year indiana jones has yeah. as well so yeah. you know obviously there's about three or four marvel films coming out there's new jurassic park film coming out mm. many other the batman's top, out march the fourth top, top gun yes top gun, finally gun, yeah. hopefully i mean that's yeah. been delayed yeah. it's two and a half years top gun would be years, by the time. Yeah. crazy so we've got a lot to look forward to and mm. um yeah and in the Music and Film Save the World podcast, we've got coming up, um, well, Gareth and I probably, I think we probably uh, recorded these a year ago. We've definitely got a Britpop one coming up. Yeah. Uh, we've definitely got a Star Wars one coming up. And we've got a Blur and Oasis one coming up. And other ones coming up, well, that's to be discussed. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I hope to take the Swift one with my, uh, 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 someone else at some point as well. Um, so, yeah. So, unbelievably guys i think we're falling short almost we're less than half an hour this podcast is going to be this particular one but um succinct and to the point <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for listening this is a sort of a quick little intro of the music and film saves the world podcast for 2022 
we'll be back very soon with our second power hour which is where we pick up some topics out of a hat and we just discuss them and we put out my uh, we put a timer on for an hour and see how many we get through so that's coming up next thank you very much for listening thank you guys as per usual and this is the music always and a, film always a pleasure mate thank you and see you soon bye-bye